0: Welcome to our sleeve life podcast hosted by Kelly and Mel friends who had gastric sleeve surgery, but five years apart We wanted to create a supportive family with full transparency by sharing our stories as well as others from the community We are breaking the stigma of weight loss and weight loss surgery one episode at a time Hey, guess what guys? We're not doctors. No, we are not. <laughs> no.
1: So if you're going to be making any
0: major medical decisions, please consult your doctor immediately. Ye- yes. And that includes diets, surgeries, and exercise. We love you guys, and we want you to continue to be in our OSLP family. That's right. So be careful and consult your doctor. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
1: All right, well welcome back everyone. Welcome back. We are so excited for this episode. Yes. Cuz we have Courtney, one of our followers on. She's From amazing. The very
0: beginning. From you the, have been a follower.
1: That's right. You, know you guys that,
0: are awesome. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. We we love watching your journey. It's you are a beast, man. You, I love it. Yeah, yes. You're beautiful. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> (laughs) Of course. Yes. So we, so why don't you tell us what the date of your surgery is? Um, kind of your stats Mm -hmm. a little bit, and then we'll kind of go from there.
2: Okay. Well, again, thank you guys for having me. My name is Courtney Rose. Um, my surgery date is actually, or was actually November 17th, uh, 2019. Okay. Um, so huh. I am a little month away from making my year. My yeah. first year yeah. Um my highest weight. Huh. Hmm, <laughs> I don't remember, but my surgery weight was okay. two fifteen. Okay.
1: Two fifteen. Okay. And how tall are you?
2: I'm little. I'm 5'2". 5'2". <laughs> okay. Okay. So yeah. Two, over two hundred pounds. Yeah not much for it to
0: go. Mm -hmm. And
2: um, my current weight is 139.
0: Holy moly. Good job. You have killed it. Killed it.
2: Thank you. And I I, I feel like I haven't because I'm not at my goal and I'm Mm. like 14 pounds away. But we'll talk about that because it's been a very interesting journey.
0: Um, Uh, We can't wait. (laughs) Seriously. So
1: where did you get yours? um, Well, what type of surgery did you actually have?
2: So, um, I got the gastric sleeve. Um, and I, that that was the option that was given to me. I wasn't qualified for the bypass, um, because I feel like, um, with my current condition, my my medical conditions, Mm -hmm. I didn't have qualifications for the bypass. I was only qualified for this sleeve. Okay, Okay.
0: Yeah.
2: I did it in South Florida. I'm, I'm from South Florida, okay. but I did it in Miami, Florida at Jackson North, um, which they're known for like bariatric, like the number you know one in South Florida. So I was very lucky to have.
1: Oh, that. good. Yeah. good. Did, did you get to pick your surgeon or was it just really what insurance covered or how did that work for you?
2: Um, so insurance picked it, but I'm so thankful that it, it was like a fate kind of situation. Oh, okay. Because, um, I really wanted to do this for a while. And my family was not on board at
1: all. Mm. I was
2: praying to find a surgeon that could talk to my parents and convince them that this was what I needed to do to get my life back. And I'm a woman of faith. And I prayed for a great surgeon. And the first time I met my surgeon, he was just like, can I pray real quick? And I was just like, you're a Doctor. Aww. So that's why you're not a moron because half of you believe in like science and not like religion. Yeah. So that's yep. why I felt like, okay, he's he's mine. You know what I'm saying? So um I'm glad that I was approved with him and his team um through the insurance.
1: That's Yay. super cool. That is so cool. Cause like I would never I would never expected that for him to say that, like mm-hmm. to him to be like, "Can I pray right now?" Because, I mean, my my surgeon never did that, and I know Kelly's didn't. So, like, that's perfect for you. Just...
2: Yeah, it really was. I was kind of like weirded out at first because I'm like, again, like you're a surgeon, like you people normally don't like are, are not open with you know their whatever religious back background they are because you know people are, can get offensive. Yeah. Or whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't of the things that I needed I was like I need someone who's spiritual because I know that this journey is going to be a spiritual journey as well Mm. and I need someone to kind of break it down in every kind of level so when he said that I was just like okay
1: yeah yes and
2: I kept talking like it was fate, and I was just like you're my guy
1: (laughs) yay
2: (laughs) and you know it's been great
1: well, I'm sorry to hear that your family wasn't supportive. What, did Was he able to convince them?
2: Yes, yes. he did. Yay. Um, thank you. A lot of, again, that was another prior because um, I was suffering for a while with a lot of medical issues. Um, and I didn't know what was going on with my body. Okay. Um, in 2017, I was diagnosed with PCOS. Mm. And type 2 diabetes. And that's really where like my health kind of went down from
0: mm -hmm. there. Yes.
2: Um, I gained like almost 80 pounds in three years. Mm. And we didn't know what it was. Like I was tested for all sorts of cancer. I was tested for like fibromyalgia, uh, lupus, like, you know, just like, you know, treating symptoms, not actually like digging into what's going on. Yeah. I was first diagnosed with PCOS. Someone was just like, oh yeah, your, your, um, your hormones are out of whack and that's okay. And I'm like, is it (laughs) it okay? Like, is there a cure? Oh no, you just got to work out and lose weight and you'll be fine. So Mm. that's what my journey was after gaining 70 to 80 pounds in three years. Like I'm five, two, I'm a little itty bitty person. I, I always had, um, struggle with weight loss, but the fact that I gained that much weight in such a little bit of time Mm. and I didn't know what was going on in my body, I was just like, I need someone to explain to me what's happening because I'm tired of going to the hospital, Mm -hmm. uh, tired of getting tests. I'm tired of getting ready to take medication trials and, oh, it's not cancer. So we got to just start over again or, oh, it's not this. Let's start all over again. So, Wow. it's been a, it's, me. I've had an interesting, you know, life. It's been pretty uh, interesting, I will say. Uh, but yes. I don't you know. Life is, you know, it has its little ups and downs, but, you know, you just kind of ride with them.
0: Yes. I totally um, feel you because I have lupus, rheumatoid arthritis, and fibromyalgia so and that was yeah that was exactly what it was i mean they treated symptoms i mean luckily it got caught very very quick but i also gained a ton of weight uh after i was diagnosed really because i just kind of gave up and i didn't know what to do with these diagnoses like what do i do now and they're like you just take meds and you function however you can function and i'm like And I did that for five years, way too long, five years. And then I was like, no, I'm doing the surgery. And it's I mean, I'm back. Yeah, I'm back. (laughs) And I'm still on meds, but I know what to do and what flares it up and what doesn't. Um, Do you kind of have you kind of figured that out a little bit? What flares up your symptoms? What doesn't do you have flare ups? With PCOS? Um,
2: So with PCOS, um, it is, there's no real pinpoint to it. Okay. Um, And it's kind of like a, I don't want to say gateway illness, but it kind of is. It Mm. opens the door for other, you know, autoimmune illnesses to, come in like diabetes heart high, high blood pressure uh, eventually lupus or cancer or any anything that can attack the immune system and like will get the body wow. so um I don't have any triggers
1: okay I okay. don't
2: know when or what may pop off mm-hmm. um fertility been an issue well yeah. I mean I haven't tried but I do know that that is a part of PCOS. it's like fertility issues mm-hmm. later on going through ivF um, when it is time to do you know have children and things like that. Mm. So for me it's kind of like a hit or miss what's going on with my body and then with diabetes mm. uh so another funny story with health I've literally had been fighting my entire life to just live. Um mm. uh, I was born 3 months early as a pre- premature baby. Wow. Um, and I spent I want to say 3 to 6 months in NICU. Um when I finally left the hospital, I weighed an average of six pounds. When I was born, I was two pounds. Um, Holy moly. So my mom's like, yeah, you've been a little firecracker since the (laughs) moment you were born. Literally. um, Yeah. I wasn't in and out of the hospital. So, Mm. you know, I like to tell people like, even though people don't have a Serious illnesses like cancer and major illnesses that are highlighted, mm-hmm. people who have minor ones that still affect your life are, other, are also important.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
2: so growing up, I had low immune system. Didn't know what it was, but I was always in and out the hospital. I had fainting spells. I had all these different kind of illnesses. And then just to never know why my body functions the way it does has been like the biggest issue and frustration. I bet. And um over the years, I found out right before I had the surgery, like I think a year before, I was going to Disney World. And I passed, <laughs> <gasps> um after eating like chicken, I ended up passing out and going to the hospital. Oh, no. And I was just like, we had to cut our whole Disney trip short because uh-huh. of that. And I found out that I was only born with one kidney at the time. Wow. Yeah. So it was kind of interesting to like find that out. And then the year afterwards, I found out that I had PCOS and type two diabetes. Mm. So my health journey kind of got really scary because now I have to catch up to speed with having one, with one kidney mm.
0: um,
2: and being diabetic. My numbers were going so high that right before my surgery, and the real reason why I had the surgery mm. was because my doctor was just like. If you don't go and do something with your life, I'm going to put you on dialysis. If you know anything about dialysis, like it helps your you know body function and everything like that, mm-hmm. but only have one kidney, like
1: yeah, yeah, that's rough.
2: It's literally like you can't be on it for long. Like mm. you're. you're you only have one of them. So mm. it can hurt the kidney in the process of helping it. Mm. And my doctor had to make like a serious choice with me. And everyone literally had to get on board for me to have the C. Because again, I was going through a lot of health issues. I was gaining mm. rapid weight. Um, now I have one kidney. My my A1C, it was, you know, 11.4.
0: Oh.
1: Uh, and can you explain is- what that is? The AC? A1C, A1C.
2: A1C, if you are diabetic or not even diabetic, your A1C average is um, 4.0 or below. Mm. That's an average. When you become diabetic or before you become diabetic, you become pre-diabetic. So if your A1C is between like 4.0 to like 6, you're in the pre-diabetic stages. Anything after a 6.0, you are a full and diabetic. Mm. Okay. Scary numbers is the eights, nines, tens. Once you get to elevens and twelves, you're in the diabetic coma stage, wow. and your body can go into shock at any given moment with a heart attack or stroke. But because your levels go up, your body just doesn't know what to do. So I was really sick right before the surgery, mm. and this was kind of like a last resort. Like if you don't do this, this is your options, and yeah. I. For a long time like I didn't know what the sleeve was mm-hmm. but I was like I need to do some sort of weight loss like I need how because I know I'm a fit person I like to work out six days a week I was training to do um a bikini show which is like those like big models mm-hmm. that I like to walk around in bikinis and things like that so I was actually training nice. for that show when all my sicknesses kind of like took me out uh... and- so I'm very like fit I've always been fit um, I played sports. I did cheerleading, softball. You named it. I did it. So I didn't know what was happening with my with my body again. Um, I was in college and like life was really crazy. And I'm like, what the heck is happening? Like, you know, so
0: the sleeve literally saved my life. I would not be here if I did not get sleeves. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that is amazing. I
1: love it. Seriously. Like, like your poor thing. You've been yeah. so much. Like so, how old were you once this all kind of started? Like, were you in college when the whole weight and then the PCS, PCOS, PCOS happened? And then, can you yeah, explain absolutely. to our followers that don't know what is PCOS?
2: Okay, um, so I still don't know all of it because there's so many realms in PCOS. Yes, so what does it stand
1: for? It's a polycystic a polycystic ovarian
2: syndrome
0: syndrome. syndrome. Okay, yeah.
2: yeah. Um. So back in 2014 when I was in undergrad, I started having these spells, but again, like I've been sick all my life. So to me, it was like nothing new. Like mm-hmm. I just had to tell everyone like, hey, sometimes weird things happen to the body. Um, I may pass out, I may like, you know, check out whatever. I'm fine, just take me to the hospital. <laughs> like, <"What's>
1: that? <laughs> oh man. <laughs>
2: So that was going on when I was an undergrad, and then I graduated from in 2014. I came back home, and like my health just kept on going, you know, just those little spells. It wasn't until 2016, the end of 2016, that I got tested for PCOS, and um, that is like a a hormone imbalance where your body, as a woman, produces more testosterone than estrogen.
1: Okay.
2: Mm-hmm. And that causes like fertility issues. It causes like weight gain. It causes um just like all of these rapid issues, high blood pressure, diabetes, you name it, um, lupus, mm-hmm. uh, fibromyalgia, all of those things, because again, um your body is based based on hormones. Yeah. Like if hormones aren't in check, then everything can just go out of whack and you know, as our body it attacks things that don't need to be there. And if your body starts attacking itself to preserve itself, that's when things can go really crazy. So my body was kind of attacking itself, not knowing what to fight off. In the meantime, not figuring out like, she's still here. It's okay. Like all these chemicals are coming and going. And it's just like a really crazy time. Um, so I started doing my my journey of trying to figure out, okay, what the heck is wrong with me? I'm gaining weight. You know, 10, 15 pounds, okay, no problem. Right. 20, 30 pounds, okay, I'm, I'm feeling a little comfortable. Mm. 40 pounds?
1: Like, uh-oh. You know,
2: it's a little strange. Then it just kept going and going. I stopped at a scale at one point. I'm like, I'm not going to weigh myself. I don't really know.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. But
2: 2017, again, was when I finally figured out that it was PCOS. And they put me on metformin, which is... um a pill that helps like bring the hormones down. It also helps manage your diabetes numbers. But the thing with PCOS, it's a hormone imbalance and diabetes is also a hormone imbalance out of you. Mm. So again, my body is fighting like the medicine is good, mm-hmm. but no, your diabetes, it's bad. And the PCOS is so it's a constant war in my body mm. and then that's caused my, you know, my cycle to be gone for months at a time. Like I was irregular. So I would wake up. I'm like, Oh, so you, you know, mother nature decides to come today, ah, amazing. Oh. <laughs> or not amazing. Then it will go away for like a couple months or whatever the case may be. And then also um, the weight gain will just constantly happen. Mm. Um, Orman helps with weight loss. But again, If you have PCOS and you you are taking metformin, it does the reverse opposite. Oh, man. Uh, So I had to figure out what else to do. Yeah. And everyone just kept on telling me like, oh, just lose weight, work out, eat right, and do it. And I'm like, you can't just keep writing people off by telling them to work out and eat right. because." That's, there's more to issues than that. And I know with people who are you know, our gastric or just bariatric patients in general, that's just the number one thing that they tell us that really bothers us. Like, oh, why you want to be like this? Like, you aren't you disciplined enough to like work out and do? And I'm just looking at you like, you think anyone really wants to be uncomfortable in those sleep? Seriously avoid it, like don't tell us. And I know, you know what, that's like a fibromyalgia Like people think you're crazy all the time. Like yep, we can't see what's going on with your nerves. So is it really tingling right now? Yep. Or with this, like, Oh, your flare ups, like, okay. So what's really happening with your body today? Is it all in your mind? Like mm-hmm. all those like, things. So it's kind of hard to have an illness that it's not visible.
0: Oh, 100%. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Ignored. Like if you don't have cancer or, whatever, you know, those
1: big Or a broken things. bone because, yeah, mm-hmm. they want to see it. It's so frustrating. They
2: yeah, have to see it or, like, chemo mm-hmm. treatment or something. Like, they just think all the other things aren't real. So, um, you know, I had to do my own research half the time. It's Kelly's to myself.
1: book. Sorry. Yeah. Okay.
0: <laughs> Sorry, our producer was like, what was that? <laughs> yeah, it's the emails that come in.
2: Yeah, they like to make noises a lot, too. I right. I turn off stuff down so I didn't get, you know, disturbed for oh, well, the evening. I Thank have to I have
0: to have my computer all the way up to record this. So that's what's Oh, is that what it the is? The little ding. Oh, okay, that makes sense. I mean, it's cool. Like, you know, overlay it with some music or something. <laughs> right. We'll figure it out. <laughs> I love it. Um, so yeah, I know exactly how that feels and we've talked in the past about how I when an overweight person goes into the doctor they automatically assume that all your problems are weight-based food yeah and instead of being like okay well what are they in here for what are the symptoms of that like they just automatically say lose weight and everything will be fine and everything else is just in your head and that's not no it's so rude it's like test my blood damn i do something like yes
2: like don't just wipe me off I had this one doctor I went in to and again like I've been going through doctors my entire life trying to Mm. figure out what is going on he literally told me that I was like oh fibromyalgia and I was just like can you explain to me what that is Mm -hmm. before writing a prescription for me he was like oh he literally told me you can go look that up since that's what you have you need to learn how to manage that. I said, So you're just going to write me off with of something that I never heard of, getting ready to take this crazy big pill for mm. like the rest of my life. And you're not going to talk to me about what I'm going to sign up for. Mm-hmm. I did a blood test with another doctor, and he was like, It's not fibromyalgia. If I were to have taken that medication, yeah. I don't know what else would have happened to my body. Like, I've taken medication that I didn't even have to take, which probably aided to the weight gain yep, yep. because medications have side effects with your body all the time. And doctors just like to be like, mm, okay, write a prescription. His, listen to his or her symptoms, treat the symptoms and not go any further. And yes. It's frustrating as an overweight person to just keep being put in that like box. Yeah. Like, you're
0: just overweight. That's all you are.
2: That's, you're just fat. Like eat some broccoli. Walk around. <laughs> you know, eat your bottles water and go to the gym and you'll be fine and Mm -hmm. i'm like why don't you do that because we do do that yes we still get shamed for even doing that Mm because you know we're overweight like we get made fun of for going
1: to the gym but it's just like how are we gonna get help yeah where else am i supposed to freaking go like the
0: gym's supposed to be a place to work out why do you care what i look like i'm trying to fix it i've yelled at people before because they'll think it's funny to like repost pictures of like overweight people in the gym and i'm like dude are you in the gym yeah like you don't i don't see you out there trying like leave oh, them alone i get so angry yeah <laughs> i see people walk down the street and if they're you know overweight in my head i mentally give them props oh I'm like, seriously you go girl you got this or you go guy oh, no. you got I
2: this i don't do that i actually like if i see someone working out i literally like I tap them on the shoulder and I'm like, Oh my God, are you working out right now? And they're like, yeah, ah, I am. Like, you're doing so good. I am proud of you. And then like some yeah. of conversations because we need to like support each other in that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, only we know what we go through, yeah. you know, as overweight people, mm-hmm. formerly overweight people. Like mm-hmm. it's a struggle all the time, even after like the weight, weight loss is done like we still struggle with that and it's just mm-hmm. like whenever I, I see someone you know not saying s- smaller people I don't really like pay attention to but if I see someone <laughs> that's overweight that's trying like I mm-hmm. want to make sure that they know that you're not alone mm-hmm. and you are going to have your result whatever it is so keep going because I feel like we don't like I wish someone did that to me mm-hmm.
1: yes yeah
2: pushing myself doing the right thing and still losing a pound but not knowing like. The, medica- you know, the medical reasons why mm-hmm. I can't lose anyway at the moment. Oh, mm-hmm. because you have ABCD. Oh, now I know how to treat it. Now I know what's wrong. And mm-hmm. maybe now I can get to my goal or find a way where I can get to my goal if it's not naturally. Yeah. And I don't know. I, I could talk <laughs> about that.
1: being positive that's i mean that's our whole thing it goes a long way like i just now compliment people all the time when i see Mm -hmm. them i'm like
0: because people love compliments and people don't give them anymore it's like what is so wrong with no who is it katie vsg i believe she posted the other day about it was a story of a woman and her daughter were in an elevator Mm -hmm. and the There was another lady that was on the elevator and the mom was like, oh, you look really pretty or said something like, I like your boots or it was something like a compliment. And they started talking and like having a conversation and the lady starts to go off the elevator and the daughter's like, oh, do you are you guys friends? And she was like, no, we just met. And she's like, well, I thought you only complimented your friends. Oh, And the lady pops back on the elevator and is like, no, we're women. So you always compliment each other. Aww. You I like support that. each other. You hold each other up. And I was Sorry. just like, yes, that's what our I mean, men, too. But I mean, as women, we have to we have to help each other. We have to help each we've been other put down for
1: so long. And it's hard.
0: Like, it's hard. And we put each other
1: down, too. And that's mm. what's like the, the killer. It's yep. like, hey, man, we're all together on this. We don't have to have just one of us. Like, yeah, let's all work together. We're a group.
0: Yeah, we're a group. Seriously. And, I mean, you can see it just within Just a little side story within this, like weight loss surgery community, you see all these women like stand up for each other and uh, Mm -hmm. give each other props. And like, you're gorgeous. You're doing great. Like even on bad days, they're like, you know, you got this. And it's just very, very heartwarming to see a community like this because there's nothing I've never come across anything like this before. No, the positivity Mm -hmm. and the love. It's just amazing. I know I was scared. Like, everybody knows that I was, like,
1: low support um through the whole process. Mm-hmm. And um going into this community just from the podcast, it's kind of crazy because I was like, these people don't really mean this stuff, right? Like, they're all just, there's no like, way. No, they really mean it. And people message <laughs> us and talk to us and, like, yeah, like, they genuine people and mm-hmm. i was like okay cool like there because i was i'm so used to people being negative towards me about my weight loss and mm-hmm. going through the surgery and process that i just assume everybody's going to be that way and nope. i have to learn that that's not how it is in this community because we mm-hmm. all have been bigger we've all know the dread we all had to go through this crazy process it's not easy mm-hmm. by any means and we hate it oh, when we hear that word oh
2: my God. it is so hard and um when I first reached out to you guys, I was just like, oh, my God, someone understands me. Like, it's so nice Yay. to hear the community. It's a community that I never thought that I needed. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I'm so happy to be a part of. Mm-hmm. And um, I didn't have support because I didn't tell anybody.
1: Yeah, I was
2: ashamed to tell someone that I was using this option because um, I have always been the fit girl mm. or the skinny girl or the oh. model girl. Cause back in the day I used to do pageants and I used to model. Mm, so okay. when I kind of, you know, lost my figure, I was just like, Oh my God, like what the heck? Um, and then when, you know, I wanted to do something for my health and I tried the regular way, like the working out and things like that. And that didn't work. I was just like, well, what do I do now? And then just like not even having like a family understand mm-hmm. like, why this is important. Like, I think they were scared because they just didn't know. Mm. And that's another thing I feel like people um, who choose to go through this alone or like whatever, it's because people don't know how to understand like what is he, that person going through? It? Right. Especially those of us that are closest to us, like they see us every day. They see our good habits and our bad habits. Mm-hmm. And they don't want us to use this as a tool and then rely on the tool and then if it falls off, people have to do it again. Mm-hmm. But I had to explain to my parents, like, I need this. Like you guys, I and I I can't. I can't mm-hmm. do this anymore. Like the lowest moment for me was um in 2018 when my fiance proposed to me um I was shopping for my dress that I didn't know that I was you know that yeah. dress mm-hmm. and my sister-in-law was just like yeah let's go shopping and I'll help you and I'm like I don't go in the mall at all like I just ordered I just in it I don't you know being a plus-size girl yeah I can't find any clothes and then you're Options are like Lame Bryant or not. That those are bad. I'm not gonna say that they're bad. No, no. that's all the options you have. I'm like, I don't want to go. You know, mm. I, I'm used to dressing up in a gown any day. Gown and heels. That's what I do. Like I'm a pattern.
1: Mm. Like, yeah, you know. I'm.
2: So when I had to go find my pr- proposal dress, and I was a size 24. Mm. Okay. I was a size. nope. I I have to do something. Mm -hmm. And I remember talking to my parents. I said, you guys, there's something going on in my body and I need help. I need help. I've had weight loss surgery before and it worked, but then it didn't. And then all these other health issues happened. I know I'm not perfect either. So I did eat a lot due to like depression and things like that. But I need to do something different. Mm -hmm. I told myself, like, I will never feel this low again Mm -hmm. where... I couldn't find my size dress. Like the size twenty four was the highest size I had in the store. Okay. They were like, "We don't have any more. We would have to order it online and then express it. With, you know, hundred dollars more because of that extra fabric and things like that." Uh, so I had to do it. Yeah. Um, and then another lowest moment was when I was trying on another um, store for my dad's sixtieth birthday. Um, I had gotten engaged like a couple weeks before that. So I, I had the photo shoot and it was really awesome. Um, I felt like horrible because I, I was so like big, like yeah. it was a size for me. And then I tried on a dress again and they were like, this is a 28. If you <gasps> do not fit wow. a 28, we're going to have to get you a 30. And I was just like, a couple weeks ago, a 24 was my low mm. so a new low low of a 28 i i just i told myself i said like, please jesus i need my parents i need someone to understand mm. i i didn't get here by myself mm-hmm. right i know that i have flaws with eating but i know i did not get here all by myself mm. with over no. 70 pounds on me mm. like no we have to figure this out so 2019 was my, my journey to getting on the sleeve and looking up what kind of surgeries were good for me. And, um, the process was very interesting.
0: Yeah. How was it for you? Tell us about it.
2: It was rough. I will say this. Um, I started in March, like looking into the surgery. I told my parents like for my birthday, when I turned 30, because I was 28 at the time, I was just like, I want to be healthy before I, I turn 30. Mm-hmm. I had always totally planned on doing a birthday photo shoot in a bikini. Like, that's what I've always wanted to do, like, for my birthday. I'm like, I want to get my, my belly button and and I'm going to, like, make myself feel good. I've been saying that for five, six years now. So I was just like, before I turn 30, I need to do this.
1: Mm-hmm. And
2: I started talking to parents. They're like, no, lose weight. My physician wasn't with it. He was oh. like, no, oh, lose weight. My OBGYN was just like... No, just lose weight. So I was losing hope so, until um, I called my insurance company and I was just like, can I talk to somebody in the bariatrics department? And I didn't know what the heck that word was. I was like, bariatric, what is this? Mm-hmm. That word? Like, I didn't know what it was. I was and I called them and they were like, yeah, come in and, you know, talk to somebody. And I begged my parents. And this was obvious. I was like, "Mama, dad, please just come. Just come with me. Come with me to Jackson. And, and if, if you don't like what they hear, then we'll figure something out. I did YouTube videos and it was kind of hard because um the only person that kind of explained it well was Dr. Oz. But mm. that video was like four years old. And this was twenty. Mm. 20- Nineteen, so it's just like, okay, do we have any new videos? And they didn't have any videos of like what a gastric sleeve was, what a bypass was, what you know, all those other things. So I was just again out here by myself, trying to explain to my parents, like, hey, the reason why I am gaining on this weight is because of PCOS and because of diabetes. And it's hard to tell your parents that when your own doctors are telling you, like, oh, she just needs to lose, like, she's being lazy, yada yada yada. Uh-huh. So I came in August to Jackson South. Um, And I met Dr. Irvin Miranda and his wonderful team. They sat me down and they were like, do you want to have a new life? And I was just like, yes. And then um, the receptionist like, Dr. Miranda is going to change that for you. Mm. And I was like, okay. So I met him in his office with my parents. And I was just like, hi, um, I'm looking about the gastric sleeve or the bypass. Can you explain to me and my parents what the difference is? And that's when he was just like, can I pray for you? Aww. And I was like, um, yes. <laughs> and he was like, I want to pray for you because I feel like God gave me these hands to help people and save their lives. Mm. And if you're gonna be my patient, I want you to know like I put my faith in God first and then my talents second. So if you are gonna be a, a candidate for the bariatrics, you know, surgery, I just want to let you know like that's who's gonna be guiding me as well as my team. So I was just like, okay, ding, ding, ding. I looked at my parents, I like,
0: was mm. yeah. <laughs> like. You got this? Did you hear that? Did you yeah,
2: because hear I heard it. I'm <laughs> waiting for this moment forever. Like, I again, like I started back in March and like they were, they played games with me. Mm-hmm. So he explained to me what the weight loss surgery was. There's two options. There's a bypass and there's a sleep. Um, because I had only, I think, six instead of eight. Of the medical illnesses, I was only categorized for the um, gastric sleeve. And I had type two diabetes. I had sleep apnea. I had PCOS. I was overweight. And then I had um, other complications that could possibly continue if I didn't lose the weight. Mm. And he was just like, I'm going to talk about the sleeve. And I was just like, why did they call it a sleeve? And they were like, well, by the time you're done, your stomach is going to look like a sleeve because majority of it is going to go. So I loved how he explained what was going to happen to my body. I loved how he's talked to my parents and whatever questions they had, they felt safe. Mm. And, and I was just like, I want to find out if I get insured through in this program, if you're going to be my doctor. Cause there's like three people in there. And he was just like, if I don't do it, there's two other people. And I was like, I want you, I want you. yeah. 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 So he was like, okay, the next couple of days I did my paperwork and everything like that and i got approved with him as his patient so then i had to go through you know the journey and normally it takes like six months for you know the prep to start like average between three to six months for the prep with the liquid diet the psychologist the nutritionist mm-hmm. and um you had to go through like a heart specialist and all sorts of stuff but because my health was rapidly declining mm-hmm. with my diet a1c number he was like listen i need to get you on the table as soon as possible. Wow. So we're going to start November um, 18th. I'm sorry, I said 17th earlier. November 18th. Okay. Uh, so again, this was August. I had from the end of August to November to get everything done.
0: Wow.
2: So they were like, we're going to try to rush it because of, you know, your health issues. But if not, you know, we're going to get you before the end of the year. Yeah. And I was like, oh God, please. Like, I don't like, I'm, I'm trying to plan a wedding and like, uh, help me out doctor. Cause I tried on some wedding dresses, um, just to see what I look like. And I, it was a hot mess. I didn't mm-hmm. like, know. I looked horrible, but yeah, from August to September, November, I was prepping. I had to go through the psych evaluation. I had to do that for four hours. And I was just like, this is a lot.
0: Yeah. Four hours. That's a long <laughs> one. That's yeah, a really I mean, long one
2: day like two days for two hours and the other two hours they had to sit down and talk to me to make sure that I was not abusing food mm-hmm. had like a food disorder which I didn't even know that um overweight people had food issues. Like I just thought that we we're like emotional and like or we emotional eaters. Mm-hmm. But you know um I had to make sure that mentally I was not abusing food and that if I did have this surgery that I would not abuse food. Mm -hmm. So I had to go through that. Of course, I got a check. I was super happy about that. (laughs) Um, And I had to go through um, four weeks of intense nutrition classes Mm -hmm. where they talked to me about what my body is going to be going through, what you're going to expect afterwards, your process and all of that stuff. And that was like, everything had to be sped up so I can make that day because I have, like it, I could not not have it in November because December and January, my physician was going to put me on dialysis. So we had to speed up the process. Yeah. So I did this class. I did the um, psych class. I had to do a stress test um, with my kidneys and my heart, with the EKG. I had to do all these things. I had to do a liquid diet. I had to do... All that stuff. I actually did like the 14 day liquid diet and I found out on day 12 that I have to do the liquid diet. Oh no, <laughs> no. Oh. Oh. And I was just like, what? But <laughs> like, yeah, I'm so sorry. I wish I told you. And I was just like, the nutritionist said I had to do the 14 day liquid diet. Well, I was like chicken broth, protein. Uh-huh. Thing. and I was just like this stuff is disgusting like
0: <laughs> um, that's funny
2: I found out that I didn't have to do that and I just had to like eat very low like meals I was like yes! <laughs> I don't know about you guys like, I hated the pre the pre-op um if you had to do
0: it like that that.
1: Yeah, Kelly had two. I did not. Yeah. I had a 24 hour fast. And that yeah, was it, I so. had two
0: weeks. I did the two weeks. And it, I mean, it wasn't bad. Like, I kind of actually enjoyed being able to be told like, OK, you're going to drink this here. You're going to drink this here. Like I was I mean, it was hard. Don't get me wrong. It was rough. But decision part helps. is like, yeah, not out. having to like be like, OK, what's for dinner? Oh, well, we're having a protein shake. What's for lunch? I'm having another protein shake. Yeah, it was kind of it was nice to be able to not have to. It's like freeing. Yeah. 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 So it wasn't it wasn't horrible. I mean. I don't mind protein shakes. Um, I mean, I still drink them. That's so. True. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't really bother me. Are you drinking protein shanks? Huh? So
2: funny story about those things. (laughs) Those things. (laughs) things, They are so, I don't like them. Well, They don't like me. Okay. Relationship with it. So, um, after I, I I was free from the post, um, the uh, the 14 day or so i thought died <laughs> all i had to do was make a 24 hour fast had my surgery that was the most intense three days yeah
1: tell us about it
2: life um i was scared as heck because i didn't know what was gonna do like i didn't know like i mean you know going under the knife you just never know like what may happen Mm -hmm. and I was scared because I was like oh god if I die like I'm just trying to like live and like I'm trying to get married and like all these other things so I went through that and and when I first woke up I felt like someone like attacked me Mm.
0: like
2: I didn't know if they told us that we were going to be stretched out the way we were stretched out but my entire body in this whole side was sore and Mm. so. The table that they had you on, I don't know if you asked your doctors what you guys look like, but we kind of look like
1: a pig. (laughs) Really? I did not ask. I I don't think I did either. No. So that might be a next question. (laughs) Like if you've seen
2: like those pork pigs for like those holidays, Uh all four, and that's what our body looks like on the table. Oh, is like in the one of those massage things. Like, Uh so you massage and you put your head there. Then your body's kind of like relaxed. So that's exactly what you're in for your surgery. So when you wake up and you have those neck pains and you're like, why is my body like we're we're stretched out
0: so they can, you know, do the oh good to know. Seriously. Yeah. Thank you, Courtney. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for that info. <laughs> uh,
2: it was interesting to learn. Um, because I was just like, why do I feel like like I'm about to die? Which like half of me was. Functioning, it was crazy. Mm. Um, so then we can do fast forward and then go back to the story. But the <laughs> protein, foods, I don't like them because they made me sick. Mm. Dumping syndrome was real for me. Um, and oh. then I had a with dairy
1: mm. and oh okay, that makes sense.
2: Yeah, with like Quest, like when you guys are uh, in Premier Protein that you guys all suggested, I was fine for a couple of days. Then. A couple of days it wasn't. So then I tried everything under the sun and I'm like, okay, so I'm just
1: not gonna go Yeah, your your body doesn't want it, does not yeah. like it. It wants the fresh foods, it wants the real like meat and veggies and things like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: So is that that's that's normal. All of those things are is that a normal process that happens or
0: um I didn't hear you. What did yeah. you say? What was the question? I, don't, I can't see my Zoom. What happened?
2: Uh, what I'm telling you it's a technical a practical issue with my computer. Okay.
1: Uh, one,
0: three,
2: I'm to, can you guys still see me? I'm so sorry. Yeah, we can, yeah, see,
0: we you.
2: can see you. Um, I can't see you guys. This is weird.
1: That is weird.
2: Um. Hi, I'm here. I can't see you guys anymore.
0: I wonder why. Uh, That's weird.
2: Very strange. I don't know what's going on here. Uh, okay. You...
1: You're fine. Take your time. Okay. Yeah.
2: Great. Yeah. Uh, what What is happening? I'm not a tech person. I'm going to ask my fiance to
1: come and fix it. Yeah. my one, one yeah. second. Go right in. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. It shut off. Oh, yeah, it did. But we have like this captures video and audio. Mm-hmm. So it should be fine.
2: Okay. <laughs> there she is.
1: I'm
2: back. I see stay- you. <laughs>
1: They can see me, but
0: I can't see them. Fix it, <laughs> please. Then, fix it. Say, what did you, how did you do that? <laughs> I love it. Okay, no, no, don't do that. I don't want to switch
1: anything. Okay, can you see us now? Oh,
0: Thank I you. Can- Thank you. Yay, we're back. <laughs> I'm sorry technical stuff my goodness we can edit oh yeah
1: totally yeah easy peasy yeah we can take it out (laughs) okay Um, so back to your story of after post-op
0: so you were you're you were feeling sick from the protein shakes um what did you what did you drink instead or what did you eat instead of the protein shakes or did you just suffer through
2: Um, so right after surgery, I had to go through like the process of of, like re-eating food. Right. So I don't know if you guys had like went through the same thing with like four phases of food.
1: Yes.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So we did, I did liquids. She did a longer liquid diet after. Well, I did two weeks of after
1: and then I did four weeks of soft foods. Yeah. I went longer on soft foods.
0: Which I did two weeks of liquid. And then two weeks of soft food slash pureed food. And then I went to real food. So it was like four weeks that's a month. So, I went I had, for a while. Uh,
2: three weeks liquid.
1: Damn. Wow. Um, two and a
2: half weeks solid. Um, that's solid. Um, softs.
0: Yes. Soft. soft. Which I was so happy to get to. Soft. Uh, mm-hmm. What was your first meal? Mashed potatoes. Ah,
1: there you go.
0: Love <laughs> it.
2: My go-to. I was like, yes. Ah, um, I had to go through the pureed phase for like three weeks. Oh and wow, that was rough because I again, like, I had my surgery November 18th. Mm-hmm. So for Thanksgiving,
1: yeah, Thanksgiving oh. and Christmas.
2: And my family, like, I, I, we could. I mean, you know, it's, it's those major holidays. Yeah. I didn't know my family, so I had to eat my food before we sat down and ate. And mm-hmm. I bought myself a plate and I kind of like pretended to make my food and like put stuff in my mouth. Oh and, yeah, yeah. Oh, back here. oh yeah, okay, cool. And all the other wow.
0: things.
2: Wow. Um, I was dedicated. I mean my mom and my dad knew, but like my grandmas didn't know, my aunts didn't know because i just didn't feel like just hearing like whatever things that they may say or may not say oh, so no. my dad and my, and my brother were my real and my fiance were really really supportive just helping me get through you know just like those awkward stages and then again december's rough because it's christmas new year's my mm. dad's birthday my fiance's birthday my aunt's birthday i was i was like. If I can just get through January, I can do the do whatever I want to do for this process. Wow. Um, January first was the first day that I was able to eat. Um, well, slowly reintroduce food back. Like so, I had maybe two ounces of chicken breast and potatoes. And okay. I ate for like two
1: weeks.
2: <laughs> I was scared. I was scared to eat food. It just felt so weird. Like my body was making these weird loud noises when I was digesting.
1: Yep. Mm. Yeah. And then- I didn't know what that was for a long time. Yeah. Forever. So I get it.
0: <laughs> I was like, why, why are you yelling at me? <laughs> <laughs> why are you yelling back at me? I didn't do anything. It was I- awkward.
1: I bet because I would get this weird sensation to where, like, I wouldn't swallow meat. I'd be like, nope, too big. I would just chew on it for a while and then.
2: Like a cow, like. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I would just slide it and then just do a small swallow. But I just, for oh, a while, well, I had to just reintroduce food. And then the hardest thing was, my gosh, drinking.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. What was your first sip like after surgery?
2: Oh, God. It was very hard. Oh, my God. I thought I was going to die. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, it was painful because I was swallowing. And then you could just feel everything.
0: Yeah. And you could I feel don't... it go all the way down, which is an odd, odd feeling. Oh, totally. Right but after
1: I, surgery. I don't remember it hurt, though. So I'm so sorry, girl, because
0: it didn't hurt. I, I felt like I was almost choking when I took my first sip. Oh wow! Just because there was like, I don't know. It just felt like it was stuck. Um, yes, yes. And I'll still feel like that sometimes. Like when I have burps, like I can't quite burp hmm. properly, and so I'll I kind of have to breathe myself through it because I will feel like I'm almost choking. Oh wow! Yes.
2: I, I, even even today, like whenever I'm done, I. I followed everything that this man, this man told me to do mm-hmm. because I didn't want to have any complications. So, if they said to do 30 little sips, five minutes apart, I was like, I mean, yeah. I think that was like not drinking a, with a straw. Like, I was mm-hmm. a straw like me. Like I, I love straws. Ditto. Um, so, learning to not drink with them and still not drink with them um, it has been like an adjustment. Mm-hmm. Uh um, Learning to wait a full 30 minutes to eat and then drink.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: My friends make fun of me. like, when oh, you going to restaurants with you, it's all year? And I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, no. Would you like <laughs> me to be here? Because that's,
1: An that's option. my option.
2: Yeah. I- I I'm like, I don't really like going to restaurants anymore because <laughs> it is a difficult time for me to eat food. Mm-hmm. knowing that I have to take my time. If not, my body will reject me and like a whole lot of things will happen. So it, mm-hmm. I always tell my friends like, um, let's not go to a restaurant if we, if we don't have to. Or mm-hmm. if we do, I'll go and socialize without i eat before because I, again, like relearning how to eat and relearning food mm-hmm. Uh, it was really difficult for me because some things were sticking, some things weren't sticking, and it's kind of been like a trial and error. Like, okay, so today eggs work. Oh, tomorrow eggs don't work. Yep. Today, yep. Oh no, chicken's too rough for your stomach.
0: Mm. yeah, I'm a red meat person. Mm. Steak is my best friend. I can't eat chicken. I was gonna say, i, is I it? Eat, I'm I'm the same. Love way. It. I'm the same way. Chicken what? is like, eh, but I could eat steak. All day, every day, yeah, and I'd be fine.
2: Okay, so I'm not an alien because I, I, I never, I never ate <laughs> before. Like I didn't, I was not a, a beef person. I, I always ate chicken, and the fact that I, I get more, it just goes down smooth. If that makes any mm-hmm. sense. Oh, yeah. No,
0: I was not a huge red meat person mm-hmm. before, and now I'm. I definitely am. Well, yeah, you're full. Like when it goes down easier, you're full longer. And it tastes delicious. And it's definitely (laughs) delicious. Um, I was actually thinking like with your egg story, like one day it'll work, one day it won't. We buy these meatballs. They're teriyaki meatballs from Costco all the time. I've had them, not hundreds, but a bunch since surgery. And every time they're totally fine. We cooked them the other night and I took one bite. and I'm like, "Mm, nope, that's not going to happen. And my husband's like, I'm sorry, would you like me to make you something else? I'm like, nope, I'm totally fine. I'm good. I'll just go to bed. Like,
2: I, just <laughs> yep. drink and I don't want to deal with whatever consequence my body will. And it's hard, again, like um, people in this community, I feel like I could talk to you guys about everything. Yes. yes. So trying to, you know, they cheer me on. They're like, oh my God, you're doing so great. And things like that. But like just the everyday post-life, mm. Is like, okay, so you get the fact that you can eat teriyaki meatballs every single day. And then one day your body's like, eh, eh, no, and it's yep. not like a foreign thing. I tell my friends that and they're just like,
1: like what? That doesn't make sense.
2: I'm like, I don't know. That's a really good question. I would love to know mm-hmm. certain foods that work and don't work, but it's literally like you figure it out every kind of day mm-hmm. situation. If It goes down and it stays down. It's a good day
0: and yep. if
2: you're not, you know, too full. You're not burping too much. I call those good days because mm. burps are very uncomfortable, or just feeling full. Full is mm. very uncomfortable.
1: Yeah. Well, and what I've noticed with um, I'm going to call them normies because that ones that don't have the surgery.
0: <laughs> normies, normies, I love it
1: <laughs> because they are not in tune with their body at all. Mm-hmm. Like were we? Nope. And now you have to really understand, oh, I just put this chicken in my mouth. Now my stomach hurts. Now we have that connection. Before, I never put that together. I didn't realize that the food or the uh, the drinks that I was putting in my body was actually affecting how I felt. 100%. Like, never thought about it. And like, that's Mm -hmm. what normies have no idea. They don't Mm -hmm. get it because they're not listening to their body. They've never been told to. Yeah. And I have to stress that so hard with my kid and my husband. I'm like, he's like, oh, I don't feel good. And I was like, could have been the, the five burritos that you
2: had. <laughs> you know? The soda you scarf down after a chili cheese dog. I mean, I'm just saying.
1: Yeah. yeah, just think about what you just put in your body because it has 100% effect on your body and your mood. People don't realize that your whole mood changes mm-hmm. depending on what food you actually put in your body. Mm-hmm. And it's like, hey, if you ate a little healthier, took your vitamins, you might be in a better mood. Just going to point that out.
0: Yeah. So. Sugar affects me off, like totally awfully. Like if I have too much sugar, too many carbs in a day, awfully. I just went back to that. That's not I a word. I wasn't going to correct you. That's not a word. <laughs> um, I uh, just. Word. So I was like, yeah, that sounds right. OK. That's, that's <laughs> that's <laughs> yes. Uh, no, sugar affects me horribly. That's the word.
1: There you um,
0: go. I will go into flares if I have too much sugar. I will. My joints hurt. I'll get headaches yeah. if I eat too much sugar, but I never put that together before I had surgery. No, because the
1: doctor only kept telling us that we're going eat healthy, go work out, and take exactly. your meds. Yeah, yeah take
2: those three things, like for life, just keep doing it. And then um, I, I also had to tell like my friends too, like um, my noms. I think, those eh. what they, I'm, uh, like, <laughs> <laughs> but not part of them. So I gotta. Hopefully I don't say it in front of them. Hashtag normies. Hashtag normies. (laughs) Um, My normies, um, I had to let them know, like, you know, your body tells you everything that it needs to tell you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We as Americans, we literally don't learn that. Like, we learn everything else but that. And it's just like, if we learned how to listen to our bodies, half of the problems that we have are avoidable. Oh, yeah. Obesity does does not happen because you don't, like, you can't stop eating. Mm -hmm. You have to learn to stop. Your body will tell you, like, don't do it. No, no, you're full now. That burp, yeah, that's letting you know, like, you're really full in real life. Mm -hmm. Okay, that uncomfortable space in your stomach, that's letting you know, like, okay, you've eaten enough. Mm -hmm. You... Overlooking that because you think you're still hungry or whatever the case may be, like that's not listening to your body. And Mm -hmm. I never listened to my body before. I listen to my body now, like never before. Mm -hmm. I hear everything because that's literally my roadmap to my life now. Like if Mm -hmm. I don't, I could eat the wrong thing or drink the wrong thing, and then we're we're back to this little like
1: this game all over again.
2: And to me, it's not worth it. And I tell my friends all the time, like, why do you still weigh your food? You're almost a year out. And I'm just like, because you're not with me on throwing up every single thing that I ate. And then I have to revisit Mm. what I ate, what I didn't eat, what was four ounces, what was it four ounces. And it's it's a whole life change. And I think that it's a beautiful change. I think um, it saved my life. I don't regret it at all. I'm still just learning the tools that come with it yes uh, you learn like if you don't listen to your body it will do more harm than good and i think mm-hmm. for some people um who have to get like re-sleeved and things like that multiple times i personally just don't understand how that could happen mm-hmm. because to me I, that pain that i feel when i eat maybe like an ounce or two more like that will shock me in itself to just in the guidelines and just wait a couple more hours you could eat again or just drink some water and you'll be fine so it's like i, I listen to our body because again if i don't like i will pay the consequences I, I i work too hard to have to end it back to where i used to be one and then number two like just to be in pain because no one knows what that feels like but us and it's hard to even explain yourself when you are feeling like sick or full or like your body's just like crashing because you ate too much of something. Oh yeah.
1: I would say for the people that probably have to re-sleeve is because I am so far post op five mm-hmm. years, um, I don't get that pain anymore.
2: Wow! So like
1: it's it's happens every once in a while if I've um it only really happens I have food and then like a drink right after mm-hmm. where I forgot, oh, I need I still have to wait. Oh, yeah, I'm not normal. Like, I still have to do these things. <laughs> You're not things. a normie. I'm not a normie. I have to do these things. Um, so, like, but it takes longer for the pain to happen. Like, we had these egg bites from Starbucks. I can have two in a sitting with no problem now. Mm-hmm. I and should be only one, really. It really should yeah. be for what we can fit. But now I'm so, like, post-op that I can fit more. So the mental game is you have to be like, Oh you have to pay attention to what you're eating, how much carbs are in this, how many calories are in this? Did I work out today? Am I leveling out? Like if you're not mindful, it's a very slippery slope to go right back in. If you don't know why you're eating certain foods because mm-hmm. I do emotionally eat. I'm a foodaholic. I know this about myself. I have triggers. We both are. So I have to be mindful of oh shit, I just had a really bad day. I I don't want this bar. I don't want a chocolate bar. I need to do something else. Like on mm-hmm. Saturday, I literally peeled two carrots and cut them up and ate them. But I so wanted to like tell my kid, can you go to 7-Eleven? Get me a Hershey bar. Like we live three houses down from, from 7-Eleven. Like, oh, that's hard. It that is so-, so fucking hard. And then I wanted to just be like, maybe if I walked to 31 flavors, I could get ice cream, but no, I'm like, no, I can't do that. I just need to stop mm-hmm. just because I was like, okay, I wanted something I had to just, no, I don't need it. It's not good for me. And realize, oh, I was wanting that because I was bored. Like, yeah, I was just bored. It was stupid. And I knew if I ate that, I would feel like shit. So it's like boredom eating is my yeah, my it's thing. So annoying. It's frustrating. But like I I I took up the time and actually peeled a full carrot. <laughs> two of I them, love it. I love that you did that. And I cut it all up and I had it with ranch. And I was like, holy shit, I don't want after I ate, I didn't want anything anymore non-scale victory I was like all right, all right I still have a problem but I'm I fixed it this one I won this battle you you definitely won it so it's a definitely, struggle
2: listen the fact that you live that close to an ice cream place like if I could eat dairy see a lot of the things I think for me I have negative effects on most of the fatty foods that I used to eat mm. I, I've tried reducing, and it might in my body would just nope
1: yeah no nope. that's good that's good
2: I think for me, if I didn't have those like consequences, I probably would be eating whatever the heck I
1: want. To. Mm, it's hard, yeah.
2: It is hard. But for me, I guess I'm, I'm that fear of pain, like, oh, please, please be good, be good today. So I just kind of.
1: It's real for, yeah. It's
0: real. It's hold real. you in check. What happened? Oh, hold you in check. Yes. Oh, gosh. <laughs> what?
2: Positive ways either it's just like you want to throw up today or you, you want to, you want to, you want to be good seriously. So those are your options,
1: mm-hmm. what would be um, like the best advice you can give another, a fellow
0: weight loss surgery person or somebody thinking about having weight loss? Surgery. I said that very awkwardly. <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: what would I say to a new, a new, anormy that will be? A believer or a bypasser yes also, yes um, to do your research and um to just pick yourself um people are not going to agree with you uh your own closest family and friends may not support you but this is your life and if you're tired of feeling how you feel then you need to make the change and you may be doing it by yourself at first but then you find a support group. You Google, you use Facebook, use your resources to find outlets. And again, I love this um, weight loss community because I can just go on my Facebook page and I'm feeling like Kaka. And I find someone who, you know, they had a non scale victory and I feel good. And I'm like, oh my gosh, yes, you had a non scale victory, me too. Mm-hmm. And then I start better voices like, my friends that or my family that are supportive and they are trying to be the best supportive, but it's just like, okay, you need a little bit more mm. um, and then you have, you find your community. So I, I would say to just keep going and then remember why you want to do this because mm. some people also like, Oh, I'm going to do this to, um, for my husband or my kids or my wife or my parents to stop getting on my case, whatever. No, like if you don't do it for you, Recovery is going to be harder. Yeah. And then you'll end up even like wasting your time and your money and the pain and it it would just be not worth it. So do it for you. Find your support. It may not be people that you know, but that's fine. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's the people you never met that are like literally the closest to you that will understand you more than your best friend or your mom. And again, like there's nothing wrong with your community that. You have, but it's nothing like talking to someone who's been under the knife, who knows exactly what you're going to go through, or very similar, where you can just have that connection. I would also say um, to listen to your body and follow all of your steps. Mm. If you find that there's something wrong, um, know that it's okay, and know that you can fix it, whatever the problem is, because that's what I'm kind of going through right now. Um, patients are not known for having dumping syndrome mm-hmm. right throughout my whole process I've had dumping syndrome severe dumping syndrome oh, so no. going back to my don't be ashamed of if you know your your procedure has a few more complications if you know you didn't expect to happen or your community around you in the weight loss community don't have the same story since you your surgery is different from theirs and to keep figuring out what the problem is and for me, I could just be like oh yeah I have, I'm throwing up and you know this is part of like the bariatrics life but then I woke up I'm like no there has to be something more mm-hmm. and I and I have what it is talking to my doctor just to figure out hey we're gonna find out what's wrong with uh, with you and what's going to help you get better so just, if you trust us really trust us then we'll promise to help you go through it and you will make your goals and everything will be okay. Um, and then also to not be so hard on yourself.
1: Yes. Um, yes.
2: So critical of ourselves post surgery. Mm. Like, it's quite a journey. Like, however long it is, okay, you don't make your scale victory by your year goal. Mm. Like, me, I know I'm not going to make my year goal by losing all of the weight that I want to lose. But I'm not going to beat myself up about it anymore either. Like, I have to tell myself like I love me and I've done a damn good job like losing this weight it hasn't been easy and to keep going like I will get there if I stay on the road and for us to not beat ourselves up because we are our own worst critic mm,
0: um, we are definitely and we need to give each other great ourselves grace yeah and just don't give up just there's start
1: again tomorrow just keep going yep yeah
0: that's all great advice courtney thank you we appreciate it is there anything else you'd like to add yeah we're running out of time oh there
1: goes my voice Oh, <laughs> there's anything else you'd like to add before we go let us know
2: i just want to say thank you guys for having me on the show um i love you guys thank you for just always being open and honest with every episode Aww. for diving into what this life is like for you to um, I love the fact that you guys are friends and you guys have been through it. You started both and then you started second, and then now your brothers and like your whole entire community, like you two started, and now you have a whole family that literally like understands what it's like. So again, thank you for making our sleeve life. Um, Aww. Shirts. I love everything, and I love the fact that at any given moment I can you know, slide on the the uh, the. I can't think right now. gram <laughs> Or on the Instagram or the YouTube, the website is amazing. Oh, thank, thank you. you yeah, what's going on in, um, you know, safe life? So, thank you guys so much. Um, if you are someone who needs support, Google is a wonderful thing.
1: And to mm-hmm. so just know that you're
2: never alone.
0: That's right.
1: Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Courtney. And we'll talk to you soon. Yeah. And message us anytime you have any questions or just want to chat. Yes.
2: Bye,
1: you guys. Be safe and happy holidays. Yeah, you you too. Good luck on Saturday. Yeah. Bye. Hey, listeners, if you have enjoyed your time with us, please rate, review and subscribe on any platform you get your podcast. Check us out on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. Join us on patreon.com forward slash OSLP where you can get exclusive content. We would like to give a big thank you to Anne-Marie Cruz for our logo, Nick Dukes for our web design, Dylan Godfrey for our editing, and Eric Fawn with 17th Street Studios for our music and recording space. Thank you for listening to our Sleeve Life podcast. We are breaking the stigma of weight loss and weight loss surgery one episode at a time.